0: Melbourne, your City of Melbourne magazine, April-May 2017. This audio magazine has been recorded by Vision Australia on behalf of the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. Your narrator is David Trudinick The recording lasts for approximately one hour and twenty-five minutes overall. Here's what's inside. Lord Mayor's Message Kells Craft Help Shape Lincoln Square your Say. Finches Fly High. Cities for People. Share Our Stories. New Council Plan. A New York State of Mind. Boy First Nations Arts Festival. A Feast of Stories. Black Critics. Events Calendar. Melbourne Knowledge Week. Bookworm Bliss. Sing Out for Award Season. Inspiring Millennials. The Joy of Friendship, Head Start for Tiny Tots, Harvest Heroes, Time Passages, In Brief, Your Council, Council Meetings, Lord Mayor's Commendations, Contact, Closing Announcement. On the cover, Dylan Singh prepares for Yirrim production, Chasing Smoke, presented by the Circus Oz Blackflip Program. Lord Mayor's Message from Robert Doyle. On Friday the 20th of January 2017, during the lunch hour peak, a motorist with a history of violence and mental illness sped down Swanston and Burke streets, ploughing into innocent pedestrians. The victims were shoppers, workers, tourists, students, mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, sons and daughters. They could have been any of us or our loved ones. I have felt great anger, sadness, shock, anxiety and frustration, but my feelings pale in comparison to what the families of victims and direct witnesses of the atrocity must have felt then and now. This destructive event has left a scar on our great city. It will not be forgotten, cannot and should never be forgotten. But like all scars, it will fade. We can heal. As awful and tragic as that event was, I have never been more proud to be the Lord Mayor of Melbourne. We are a city that helps each other, supports each other and works together. From the reactions of heroes at the scene, such as Lou the Cabby, Gary Oak and Henry Dow, to the emergency service personnel who attended the scene, to the healthcare professionals who tended to the wounded the Red Cross and Council of Churches, who comforted people in the Bourke Street Mall in the aftermath, the SES, who helped us to remove the tributes when the time was appropriate, and our civic leaders, and particularly our Premier. We have all united to try to make some sense of the horrific occurrence. This tragedy touched everyone in some way, and many thousands paid tribute to those who lost their lives or were injured by laying tributes outside the GPO and along Burke Street. There were 300 tonnes of flowers and 2,500 soft toys laid at the site. The organic matter is currently being mulched, and we plan to spread it as a lasting memorial at the existing Victims of Crime Memorial in Parliament Gardens. I continue discussions around plans for a permanent memorial with the Premier, and I have had hundreds of constructive suggestions from the public. The Chief Commissioner of Victoria Police and I have committed to further discussions around city safety and infrastructure, particularly following the coroner's report. Condolence books which were placed in the foyer of Town Hall contain 732 messages from our community, and we collected 17 other books with hundreds more messages from the GPO site. Thousands of people paid their respects during a vigil at Federation Square. As one card so poignantly said, Melbourne is our home. What happens to one happens to us all. I can't express it any more eloquently than Henry Dow in his social media post. If you feel like shaking your head and feeling sad for the state of humanity, I implore you, don't. There was no evil on Burke Street yesterday. One sick young man did a terrible thing. And hundreds responded with the love and sense of community that makes Melbourne such a beautiful city, and Victoria such a great state. Signed, Robert Doyle, Lord Mayor. Twitter, at Lord Mayor Melb. Photo caption, a traditional smoking ceremony was held on Burke Street before floral tributes were removed. End caption. Kells Craft. Melbourne's top emerging furniture designers are heading to Milan to exhibit their wares at the 20th anniversary of the Salone Satellite Fair. Melbourne Movement President Ian Wong said the calibre of this year's exhibitors, Grace Kim, Philbert Janaka and James Walsh, is testament to the Design Collective's founder, the late Kel Grant. I am honoured to continue the legacy of someone who passionately believed that the talent of the young people he was teaching in Melbourne was equal to the world," Ian said. Alberto Alessi recently acknowledged Australian designers as the second largest group of designers for his iconic Italian design factory brand, Alessi. I believe Kell's legacy with Melbourne movement is a major contributor to this. For almost 20 years, Melbourne Movement's annual creative pilgrimage to Milan has been a unique celebration of Melbourne's sister city relationship with the Italian design capital. A number of Melbourne Movement alumni are achieving international success, including Adam Cornish, whose futuristic bowl, Trinity, is now manufactured by Alessi. The Salone Satellite was his ticket to the world stage. There are 24 pavilions in total. The student section alone is the size of the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre and features around 700 designers, Ian said. You don't just design a lamp or a chair. You learn how the steel is folded and how the fabrics are made. Those are the characteristics of Melbourne designers. The willingness to experiment and the practicality to ensure an idea can be made. The City of Melbourne is supporting freight and exhibition fees for the showcase. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash sister cities. Picture caption. Melbourne Movement founder Kel Grant and Lumineer by Grace Kim,
1: Monash University. End caption.
0: Help shape Lincoln Square. Months of construction to install Australia's first combined stormwater harvesting and flood mitigation tank at Lincoln Square in Carlton is now complete. Now that the fences are gone, the City of Melbourne is seeking ideas from the community to guide a new landscape concept plan for the square. Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood said the new 2-megalitre tank has smart technology that allows water to be purged or recycled based on weather conditions and will help reduce flood risk in the central city. The water will be harvested to keep Carlton's iconic heritage squares lush and green during Melbourne's long, hot summers, Councillor Wood said. We manage 480 hectares of parkland across the city, so it's important that we use water wisely. Projects like this will help us reach our target of sourcing 50% of our water from non-drinking sources. Lincoln Square is one of three London-style garden squares established along Pelham Street in the 1850s. This green corridor, which culminates at the Carlton Gardens, is a recreation hub and main source of public open space for local residents. We now have an exciting opportunity to prepare a plan for the future of the Lincoln Square, including a playground, lighting and other features that are important to the community, Councillor Wood said. Have your say on the future of Lincoln Square online. For more information, visit participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au Your Say Letter of the Month I would like to congratulate the Melbourne City Council on the condition of the Fitzroy Gardens. My husband and I are lucky to be able to walk in the gardens from time to time. The gardens are always in beautiful condition and they are a joy to visit. We were there on Tuesday morning and had coffee next to the garden shop. How lucky are we to be able to enjoy such a wonderful environment. Well done to the council and their staff. Sandra Brewer Share your thoughts with us at melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au Can your librarians recommend a good book to read? Dear Reader is a podcast made by the City of Melbourne's chatty librarians, where they discuss and recommend books they think Melburnians will love. To listen in, find the Melbourne Library Service on SoundCloud or iTunes. Tweets at City of Melbourne. From MU Athletics Club. Princess Park is great, and we love it even more now that the running track is smoke-free. Well done, City of Melbourne. From Oh Yes Melbourne We are so lucky to have so much beauty in the middle of the city at Parks Victoria and City of Melbourne Hashtags Travel Melbourne From Perrin Peza Brown Speaker's Corner on Tanderem Bridge One of the quietest places in City of Melbourne for a nice lunchtime walk on a glorious summer day From Kalinia Com Going past Bourke Street and see a smoking ceremony to cleanse and heal our city. Beautiful city of Melbourne. From That's Great Jen. People were happy and transfixed by the light, darkness and sound at White Night Melb. Hashtag White Knight Melb. From Melb Convo. Great ABC Melbourne conversation, Hour interview with Jan Gell. About why people are central to the success of a city. Hashtags Conversation Hour, Yarn Girl, Melb Convo. Instagram. Share your Melbourne moments on Instagram with the hashtag MelbMoment. Moment. The print edition of Melbourne Magazine shows a selection of recent images. From Lady Jennifer, an interior shot looking up at the intricate domed ceiling of 333 Collins Street. From Anantha Subramanian Narayanan, a crowd settling down to watch outdoor cinema in the botanical gardens. From Kim Liao, a person with their back to the camera, looking at a water fountain in front of a heritage building. From Styled by Sally, a fashionably dressed person walking through an alleyway with geometric shapes and letters painted over the walls. The maroon and white colours in the outfit match the lines of the street art. From Rafi Halim, a perspective shot of a long bridge leading towards the city skyline. From Nikki Cross, two women walking down the street away from the camera, silhouetted against the sunset. From Salty Freckles, street art covering the height of a building, depicting a stylized figure carrying an uprooted tree over its shoulder. From pizza Checks, a variety of plates of food, accompanied by coffee. Connect with us www.facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne, www.twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne, instagram.com forward slash City Citizen Forester Program. The City of Melbourne is seeking volunteers to help create resilient, healthy, and diverse urban landscapes for the future. Citizen foresters are trained to grow the urban forest and improve urban ecology through advocacy, monitoring and research. Get involved at participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au Green Transfer An automated, solar-powered display of 200 recycled street signs covers Melbourne's greenest office building. Positive Energy Places at 490 Spencer Street, West Melbourne, to showcase how energy efficient it is on the inside. Find out more at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash 1200 buildings. That's the numerals, 1200, then
1: buildings. Finches fly high.
0: Artists with big dreams are invited to apply for the City of Melbourne's annual arts grants, open from the 1st to the 29th of May. Last year, almost $1 million was awarded to diverse projects, including dream folk duo Charm of Finches, made up of sisters Mabel and Ivy Windred Warners. Mabel, aged 17, said the grant allowed Charm of Finches to record their debut album and stage a launch at the Wonderland Spiegel Tent, Our album, Staring at the Starry Ceiling, has ten original songs which we wrote and arranged ourselves, Mabel said. The launch was so, so beautiful, and one of the best things was being able to have a young string trio play. We will never forget it. It has been thrilling to have such a wonderful album descend into the world, and it has brought so many new opportunities. Charmer of Finches has been selected to play at the Port Fairy Folk Festival and the National Folk Festival in Canberra, and the sisters aim to play at music festivals around the world. With grants of up to $20,000 on offer, Mabel encouraged Melbourne creatives to keep making art. Before thinking about where it will end up, focus on creating, Mabel said. Be dedicated. Whether it is playing guitar or juggling flaming swords, perfect your art. Be bold and share your talents with others. Do it because you love it. More information on eligibility, criteria and the application process is available online. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander artists are encouraged to apply. For more information visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash annual arts grants.
1: Cities for People.
0: Wisdom from urban planning legend Jan Gehl is helping the city of Melbourne shape its future. The Danish architect, urban designer and academic recently shared his vision for humanistic urbanism at a special Melbourne Conversations event held at Melbourne University, which trended at number one on Twitter across Australia. Jan admitted a lifelong love affair with Melbourne and commended its ongoing transformation into a city for people. It's not magic. It's not a coincidence. It's very systematic work for the quality of places, Jan said. Melbourne is by far the best city in the Southern Hemisphere and very much has the ambiance of Paris, but the weather is better. The City of Melbourne worked with Jan on its inaugural Places for People study in 1994 and has since completed two more studies following his methodology. The biggest attractions in cities are other people, Jan said. If you meet other people regularly face to face, in your shared public spaces, you come to know your neighbourhood, your society, and it's very good for social inclusion. Jan's hometown of Copenhagen closed its main street to cars in 1962. Today, 45% of commuters travel by bicycle, with people of all ages cycling. Locals have come to ride more slowly and safely. The more we walk or bicycle, the better. But if we are to get rid of the cars, then we will have to develop a really smart technology for mobility based on some shared solutions, Jan said. Good public transportation and good public realm. They are brothers and sisters. To view Jan's speech, find Melbourne Conversations on YouTube. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash melbourneconversations. Picture caption, Yarn Girl and City of Melbourne Director of City Design and Projects, Rob Adams. End caption. Sharing our stories. Forgotten stories of Melbourne will be discovered and shared during the renewal of Queen Victoria Market, as researchers find out more about the old Melbourne Cemetery. In the early 1800s, 10 acres of land north of the hoddle grid was set aside for a cemetery and divided up by religious denomination. Additional areas were added later, including an area for Aboriginal burials that remains an important cultural place. The cemetery soon became too small for the growing city. The site officially closed in 1853, however limited burials continued until 1917. A market was established next to the cemetery in 1859, with expansions in 1877 and 1922 gradually taking over the cemetery area. During these expansions, around 1,000 bodies were exhumed and reinterred, primarily at Melbourne General Cemetery and Faulkner Cemetery. It is estimated that 7,000 to 9,000 burials remain in the former cemetery area. However, early records were destroyed by fire in 1864 and many graves were unmarked. The Old Melbourne Cemetery was situated between Queen, Franklin and Peel streets and the northern edge of the current D Shed. Part of the structure of F Shed includes a brick wall built in the late 1800s to mark the northern edge of the cemetery boundary. As part of the market renewal, the car park that covers much of the cemetery site will be transformed into public open space, with artwork and other landscape features acknowledging the site's history. The program will also seek to find out more about the people buried in the old Melbourne cemetery and to understand more about other important historical places on the site, with archaeological works planned to investigate the sites of the former drill hall and a potential temperance hall The renewal team has emphasised its commitment to respectful management of the site during works, with minimal below-ground disruption a priority across the cemetery precinct. Archaeologists will be on site to investigate and monitor all works that may uncover archaeological remains and historic artefacts. Anyone with additional information or knowledge about the site's heritage is encouraged to come forward so that more stories can be shared with the community. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Queen Victoria Market. An accompanying image shows a wood engraving of the 1978 opening of Queen Victoria Market, courtesy State Library of Victoria. New Council Plan A new council means a new council plan which sets out the outcomes the Council intends to achieve during its four-year term and how these will be fulfilled. Integrated with the Council plan is the Municipal Public Health and Wellbeing Plan, which aims to protect, improve and promote public health and well-being in the municipality. Each year of the four-year plan, Council also releases the Annual Plan and Budget. This describes the details of what the City of Melbourne will deliver during the financial year and how these activities will be funded as always we want to hear from you the council plan for 2017 to 21 and annual plan and budget for 2017 to 18 will be released for public consideration on friday the 5th of may and feedback can be provided until friday the 2nd of june find out how to have your say at participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au a New York state of mind. The Melbourne Metro Rail Authority has gone global to find out more about the challenges and opportunities involved in tunnelling under major cities. As planning for the Metro Tunnel project continues, the MMRA has reached out to some of the biggest rail infrastructure projects in the world to look at innovative ways to manage complex construction in urban areas. President of Capital Construction for New York's Metropolitan Transport Authority, Dr Michael Horotnichanu, came to Melbourne in February to visit key metro tunnel sites and meet with senior engineers. Dr Horotnichanu is overseeing construction of a 965 kilometer tunnel connecting Grand Central Station to the Long Island Railroad, the busiest commuter rail network in the United States. The multi-billion dollar East Side Access project, which includes 13 kilometres of tunnelling under New York's East River, is also underway and has encountered a range of challenges over more than nine years of construction. Dr Chanu said the biggest similarity between his New York projects and Melbourne's Metro Tunnel is the challenge of constructing in the middle of a busy city. Whenever you build in a densely populated area, you are going to have impacts. The question is how you deal with that to make life more bearable during construction, Dr Harodnichanu said. I think that you are on the right path. The people that I've met are terrific. They're very energised. MMRA CEO Evan Tattersall said the invaluable knowledge of Dr Horodnichanu and other international experts will help ensure the Metro Tunnel project has a world-class design and construction approach, transforming public transport for Melbournians. Over 250 boreholes have been drilled across the Metro Tunnel corridor since mid-2015 to find out more about Melbourne's ground conditions. Soon. Giant 11-storey deep shafts will be excavated at City Square, Franklin Street and a Beckett Street. The shafts will allow construction equipment to be lowered into the ground to build the project's two new CBD stations. Up to six tunnel boring machines will be used to excavate the twin tunnels between Kensington and South Yarra. Each machine is more than 100 metres long and weighs up to 1,000 tonnes. Around 2 million cubic metres of soil and rock will be excavated during construction, enough to fill 800 Olympic-sized swimming pools. For more information, visit metrotunnel.vic.gov.au or call 1800 551 927. Share our streets. Around 1 million people use the streets of Melbourne every day. As the Metro Tunnel project begins... We're reminded to show courtesy and respect to make everyone's journeys enjoyable. The City of Melbourne's Share Our Streets project offers tips on using shared spaces, crossing the street and bicycle safety at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Picture caption. Dr Chanu tours the Metro Tunnel site at City Square with Minister for Public Transport Jacinta Allen and MMRA CEO Evan Tattersall. End caption. Yerumboy First Nations Arts Festival, 5th to the 14th of May. International artists, riverbank blessings, fireside yarns and dancing under the full moon will characterise the city of Melbourne's reimagined Yerumboy First Nations Arts Festival. Creative director Jacob Boehm said the event will be a melting pot of theatre, music, dance and visual art guided by four key principles, Indigenous leadership, dialogue, new ideas and international collaboration. Yeromboy is an opportunity to lead the world in showcasing First Nations arts, making Melbourne the destination for exchange and collaboration, Jacob said. We've got mob coming from all over the country as well as First Nations people from Canada, New Zealand, the Pacific Islands, the United States, Taiwan, Finland, Wales and beyond. This festival isn't just about buying a ticket and seeing a finished show. Instead, audiences can meet artists in action, play with them and reshape the language we use around Indigenous art and culture. Yerumbui, which means tomorrow, in the shared language of the Bunwarang and Woiwurrung people, will be brought to life by a myriad of presenting partners, including the Circus Oz Blackflip program. Daredevil Tumblr Dylan Singh said that Blackflip's show Chasing Smoke is a great opportunity for Indigenous circus performers to showcase their culture for Yirrimboi. I love flying through the air, Dylan said. Circus is skill, daring feats of strength and bravery meets tricks and comedy. It's a vast and flexible art form, and we train hardcore. The mystery is what makes it so magical, so prepare to be bewildered. We all want to see Black Flip grow to a point where more and more Indigenous artists can find their voice and express their culture in front of an audience. That's the dream. Other Yerimboy program highlights include a full moon electronica dance party at Federation Square and Baring Yanabul a city-wide treasure hunt of performance. A leaders' summit and five-day creation lab will also encourage artists to experiment and collaborate. On the last day of the festival, new babies will be welcomed to country at a smoking ceremony on the banks of the Birrarung, or Yarra River. Jacob invites all Melburnians to dive into the expansive program and discover something new. Erase all the language you've developed or heard in the media around Indigenous arts and culture, Jacob said. Those old ways of talking don't apply to Yerumboy. Open your mind. Walls are being built around the world, so we need to be braver than ever. Yerumboy is presented in partnership with Creative Victoria. For more information, visit yerumboy.net.au
1: Program Streams Nulu,
0: give voice to. Live performance, dance and circus. Ingada Buluk, all sing together. Music and sonic response. Yulinch, knowledge. Workshops, ideas and fireside yarns. Bulato Wontagi, everyone gathering together. Dance parties, community action and industry gatherings. Nanga Burnburnak. See and Feel.
1: Interventions, craft and matriarchal space.
0: A Feast of Stories. Dynamic female artists will bring spirited stories of joy, place and belonging to Arts House for Yirrimboi. Award-winning choreographer and Guggenheim Fellow Emily Johnson will present Shaw, a week-long performance installation in four parts, culminating in a giant potluck feast. The project is described as a celebration of the places where we meet and merge land and water performer and audience art and community past present and future originally from alaska and now based in new york emily is of yupik descent shore is inspired by some of her earliest memories my extended family across alaska would gather at the beach to harvest our salmon This was intense work, but also so fun and joyous, Emily said. As we were picking the nets and working on the fish cleaning hill, there were always stories being shared. All of that to me is part of what makes performance. It's the drama, the work, the story, and it's the sweat. It's all of that. Collaboration is central to Emily's vision which will involve Melbourne volunteers, authors and community groups in its realisation. Logistically, Shaw is a complicated structure with many organisations, people and places involved, Emily said. But it's also very simple, as it's about gathering together and getting to know each other and where we are in an intuitive way. I get the most joy when I see those connections happening. Shaw is part of an ongoing exchange program between Arts House and Performance Space One Two Two in New York, a partnership that celebrates contemporary performance across the globe. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/artshouse. Black critics. Playwright and poet Kamara Bell-Wykes is one of the top Indigenous writers who will take part in critical writing-intensive Black Critics as part of Yerumboy. Indigenous theatre has international momentum, and it is vital that we provide our voice not only on the stage, but in the critical space around it, Kamara said. Reviews can sometimes tiptoe around Indigenous work in an effort to be politically correct, which is ultimately detrimental to artists. Authentic critical feedback is so important to help artists reach their highest potential. The program, hosted by Guardian Masterclasses, aims to address the lack of diverse critical voices in the public domain and the need for robust and culturally informed dialogue. It's not just about Indigenous voices reviewing Indigenous work, it's about enriching the Australian theatre canon as a whole, Kamara said. I encourage emerging writers to take risks and put themselves out there. Be aware of what's come before, but bring something new. For more information, visit yiramboy.net.au. Yiramboy is spelled Y-I-R-R-A-M-B-O-I. Events Calendar A few of our favourite things. 29th of March to the 23rd of April Melbourne International Comedy Festival This annual festival has converted spaces across Melbourne into comedy stages, spreading laughter far and wide for more than 30 years. For free, family-friendly comedy, head to Federation Square to see local and international performers in the very big laugh out loud. 31st of March to the 2nd of April Melbourne Food and Wine Festival River Greys Yarra Promenade will be transformed into a culinary playground of food, drink and entertainment for big and little foodies alike for the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. First to the 6th of April World's 50 Best Restaurants Hosted in Australia for the first time, this annual event will bring together the world's best chefs and restaurateurs you share a passion for memorable and unique dining experiences at the Royal Exhibition Building. First to the seventeenth of April. Cook's Cottage Easter Adventure. Hop on down to Cook's Cottage These School holidays and take part in a self-guided Easter adventure for some exciting fun. Second of April Kensington Community Festival. Celebrate 10 years of festival fun at JJ Holland Park with live music, entertainment, delicious food, the annual Unity Cup, and a new expo showcasing neighbourhood sustainability projects. 5th to the 9th of April, gut feeling. Come on an immersive, interactive journey through the human digestive system from top to bottom at ArtPlay. Enter through a large inflatable mouth, then travel down the oesophagus and into the stomach, where a ridiculous and informative experience unfolds. Gut Feeling is performed by Born in a Taxi for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. 6th to the 13th of April. Gravity System Response. Ash Keating has created a meditative space for you to find a moment of peace in a world where bad news can be overwhelming. This large installation can be found at the meat market. 7th of April and the 5th of May. First Friday Dance Club. The City of Melbourne's free First Friday Dance Club is pumping up with Greek and West African styles. Head to Queensbridge Square after work to go beyond the Zorba in April and explore dynamic Afro funk that will leave you breathless in May. All ages and abilities welcome. No experience necessary. 8th to the 9th of April, Southeast Asia Festival. Experience the festivities, food, culture, and community of 10 nations at Argyle Square in Carlton as part of the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. Countries represented include Brunei, Laos, and Myanmar. 8th of April and the 13th of May, We Are Power. Youth Misinterpreted an independent collective promoting awareness of social issues and diversity among young people present monthly live events and discussions at Signal tenth of April and the fifteenth of May Cities of Architecture Series Enjoy a free cocktail while expert commentators reveal the architectural, urban and cultural histories of Venice and Houston presented by Acker. 14th of April, Good Friday Appeal, Kids' Day Out. The Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre will be transformed into a family wonderland, including a giant roller-skating rink, teddy bear hospital, rides and kids' cooking classes. Until the 19th of April, City Songs. Pause and listen to the sounds of Melbourne in this stunning photographic exhibition curated by Christos Chalkas. Zoe Ali and Andy May at City Gallery. 25th of April, Anzac Day. Commemorate the landing of Australian and New Zealand forces at Gallipoli, and pay tribute to all Australians who have served in war or peacekeeping operations this Anzac Day. The dawn service commences at the Shrine of Remembrance at 6am, followed by the gunfire breakfast and commemoration march. 29th to the 30th of April, Indonesia Street Festival. Experience the vibrant food and culture of Indonesia's archipelago islands and celebrate Hare Katini, Mother's Day, at the Queen Victoria Market. 15th to the 21st of May, Law Week. Find answers to everyday legal issues through informative and fun events across various venues, Go behind the scenes at the courts or take part in debates, tours, mock trials and music performances. Find the Festival Hub at Federation Square. 20th to the 21st of May. Buddha's Day and Multicultural Festival. Commemorate Buddha's birthday and celebrate Melbourne's cultural diversity at Federation Square with traditional Buddhist ceremonies, meditation, toddler and baby blessing ceremonies, and more. 24th of May to the 3rd of June. Action Hero. Bristol's live art performance duo, Action Hero, present three works at Arts House. Hoax Bluff, Slap Talk and Wrecking Ball. The performances explore the importance of one free throw, reflect on the violence of everyday language and study the reality of celebrity. 27th of May The Long Walk We Walk Together Celebrate the cultures, histories and achievements of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and help promote reconciliation, inclusivity and diversity. Join Michael Long, Archie Roach, Casey Donovan and other artists for a concert at Federation Square, cultural workshops, a walk of solidarity to the MCG and a traditional Wurundjeri smoking ceremony. Discover everything happening in Melbourne at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash what's on. Sport. 6th of May. Netball doubleheader. Head to Sense Arena for an electrifying netball doubleheader. The Melbourne Vixens will battle it out with the Queensland Firebirds at 7pm, followed by a clash between the Magpies and Sunshine Coast Lightning at 8.45pm. 14th of May. Women in Super Mother's Day Classic. More than 25,000 people are expected to walk and run in the 20th anniversary of the Mother's Day Classic in remembrance of loved ones lost to or battling breast cancer. After the event, there will be free entertainment, from stilt walkers to live music in the Alexandra Gardens. 9th of June. Brazil versus Argentina. Get in early for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see some of the greatest names in world football in Melbourne. A sell-out crowd of 100,000 is predicted for the showdown between Brazil and Argentina at the MCG. Melbourne Knowledge Week, 1st to the 7th of May. Know. Now. Next. Melbourne Knowledge Week invites participants to co-create Future Melbourne through a feast of science, technology, design, workshops and celebrations. The festival will feature almost 80 new wave events across Melbourne, including Machines That Read Your Mind at Deakin Edge, growing an interactive technology garden at Art Play and a dance party amidst stunning 3D projections. Councillor Jackie Watts chair of the Knowledge City portfolio, said the festival opens doors for people of all ages and backgrounds to connect with the knowledge and innovation sector in our city. Melbourne Knowledge Week is about giving Melburnians the mindset, skills and tools to thrive in a rapidly changing world, Dr Watts said. With so many forward-thinking innovators, entrepreneurs and resources in our city, the connections and ideas sparked at this festival will help shape how we live in the future. Our prosperity and our future livability requires that we access the knowledge to work and the capacity to be able to adapt to changing conditions. Keynote speaker Jason Schubach, Director of Design and Creative Placemaking Programs at the United States National Endowment for the Arts, will offer an international perspective on creating smart cities where people love to live. An American study of 40,000 subjects, which revealed people value social offerings, openness, acceptance and aesthetics over jobs and schools, supports Jason's holistic mindset. Creative placemaking puts arts at the table with land use, transportation, economic development, education, housing, infrastructure and public safety strategies, Jason said. This can help you achieve a livable city by creating social offerings, helping people understand one another better across cultural lines and making a place more beautiful. Conserving cultural knowledge is also essential. We refer to the people who know and pass down cultural knowledge as culture bearers in the United States, and they are the soul of any community. All of these things are necessary for creating a complete smart city strategy. Melbourne Knowledge Week delivered with partners across Melbourne's thriving knowledge sector, will touch on themes including emerging technology, disruptive change, population growth and sustainability. In this city, brimming with creativity, innovation and imagination, this knowledge festival is an opportunity designed to enhance, excite and prepare our citizens for the future, Dr Watts said. Come along, be inspired and connect with your fellow Melburnians to reimagine our future city. For more information, visit mkw.melbourne.vic.gov.au. Plan your week. Monday: Inspiration. Hear keynote speakers and thought leaders conjure a smart, innovative city of the future. Tuesday: Urban living. Reimagine transport, green spaces, waterways, sustainability, utilities, and how to use buildings in different ways. Wednesday. The body. Discover the latest in biomed, transhumanism, machine thinking, sports, recreation, and city design for health and well being. Thursday. Food. Envision the future of agri-science, what we will eat in the future and how food production and technology will change. Friday. Future work. Be inspired by how technology is transforming work. Charge up your innovative and entrepreneurial mindset and talk about why failure should be celebrated. Weekend. Community sandbox. Get hands-on with hacks, datathons, co-design labs and community consultation to prototype the future of Melbourne. Photo captions read, Projections by artist Yandel Walton merge real life with virtual reality. Code like a girl empowers young women in technology. Molecular imaging experts will reveal how drugs and the human body interact. General Assembly invites you to get hands-on with a hackathon. A future in 3D. Melbourne Knowledge Week participants will get a sneak peek at how future Melbourne will look in 3D. Prototype data visualisation software has been developed by the City of Melbourne's Smart City office, in partnership with the Mapbox Cities program, to help imagine Melbourne's future built environment. Mapbox Cities lead, Christina Franken, based in the Netherlands, said the partnership aims to better understand the challenges and opportunities facing Melbournians. We will work with the City of Melbourne using our digital mapping tools to visualise data and analyse it for potential solutions, Christina said. What will be crucial is how we analyse the data, the way the data is communicated to the community and how feedback is taken into account. Information on future development is already available to Melbourne residents and developers. However, there have been increasing requests to display this data in 3D. Residents and professional groups who tested a prototype of the system in late 2016 provided positive feedback, finding the tool an invaluable way to visualise future Melbourne. Cities around the globe struggle to deploy smart technology, Christina said. We plan to take our lessons learnt from this partnership with Melbourne and build more tools for cities worldwide. The 3D tool will be enhanced, extended to the full municipality and published online by the end of June. Explore open data at data.melbourne.vic.gov.au
1: Bookworm Bliss
0: Lovers of the written word have long been drawn to Melbourne's bohemian culture of bookshops and cafes, from Booker Prize-winning novelists to street poets. In 2008, Melbourne was named the world's second UNESCO City of Literature, a mantle now shared by 20 cities, including Edinburgh, Dublin and Barcelona. Places are awarded this title in honour of their rich urban literary landscape, including publishing initiatives, education, events, libraries, translation of foreign texts and new media. City of Literature director David Riding said more Victorians read for pleasure than any other state, with City of Melbourne library loans exceeding $1.3 annually. The digital age has done nothing to change the need for the crafting of the word and the telling of stories – It just means we can access them in new ways, David said. Between Melbourne's spoken word scene, events at bookshops, wonderful writers' festivals and theatres, there is always something happening. Almost half of Victorians are library members, borrowing around 50 million items each year. Melbourne is also home to Australia's oldest free public library. Founded in 1854 the State Library of Victoria was the city's first major cultural institution and now attracts more than 1.7 million visitors annually. The City of Melbourne has also opened three new libraries since 2012, including the award-winning Library at the Dock. Of course, Melburnians like to talk about books as much as we like to read books, David said. The Melbourne Writers' Festival is our annual two-week celebration. The Wheeler Centre also offers smart, passionate and entertaining public talks on every topic year round. If you're a budding author, a short course at Writers Victoria is a great place to start. Even Melbourne's suburban streets and train stations are great places for book lovers, with Melbourne seen as the centre of the little free library movement in Australia. These tiny dollhouse-style libraries are popping up in front yards across the city as people build miniature libraries using recycled materials to offer books free to the public, David said. A geocaching list has been set up to help locate them, and there's even a little library at Melbourne Central. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash libraries star scribes melbourne's budding wordsmiths are invited to apply for the lord mayor's creative writing awards the awards are held every two years and offer a top prize of ten thousand dollars and category prizes of two thousand dollars across short stories poetry novella and narrative non-fiction this year there is a new category called life writing dedicated to uniquely Victorian stories of Australia's first people from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander writers. With Melbourne's top publishers, authors, booksellers and literary organisations represented on the judging panel, the Lord Mayor's Creative Writing Awards are a great opportunity for writers to boost their careers. Entry guidelines and examples of winning writing from previous years are available online. Applications open on the 1st of May. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash writing awards. The photo caption reads, A Tranquil Spot to Read, captured by Snapped Photography competition entrant Norris Ariza. Sing out for Award season. The City of Melbourne honours outstanding contributions to our community, environment, multiculturalism and profile through the Melbourne Awards. Nominations are now open for 2017. Last year's inspirational winners included Neil Danaher AM and organisations large and small including The Huddle, the Indian Film Festival of Melbourne and Victorian Opera. Victorian Opera is humbled by the City of Melbourne's acknowledgement of our work and commitment to staging opera across our great city's stages, Artistic Director Richard Mill said. We're not your normal opera company. And I think there's something uniquely Melburnian about that. The company's commitment to making opera accessible includes staging plenty of new Australian work and nurturing the next generation of talent through Australia's only full-time youth opera chorus. Last year, we began using live streaming technology and collaborated with Deakin Motion Lab once again to stage our second production with entirely 3D digital scenery. Richard said. While derived from tradition, we look to contemporary audiences and contemporary ways to tell our stories. Intrigue, inspire and delight. The Melbourne Awards are a great opportunity for people creating positive change to be recognised, promote their cause or project, get industry feedback and even discover new ambassadors through networking with Melbourne's senior business leaders. Applications are open from the 27th of April to the 5th of June. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash melbourne awards. The photo caption reads, Young artists and 3D digital scenery were the stars of Victorian operas Four Saints in Three Acts. Inspiring Millennials. Sebastian Owl fell in love with Melbourne's laid-back, business-savvy culture during a student exchange from Germany. Returning to study his master's, Sebastian discovered new skills and networks at the Melbourne International Student Conference, which helped him land a dream internship at L'Oreal. The conference expanded my horizons, elevated my confidence and boosted my networks due to participation in panel discussions and many interesting conversations, Sebastian said. The fact that this is a student-led conference was the best aspect of it. With more than 30,000 international students in the City of Melbourne contributing around $4 billion to the Victorian economy, the event is a hive of new ideas and industry connections. My advice to international students would be to mix with students from different cultures, speak English as much as you can, and be an active member of the community. Sebastian said, Australian life is about community and engagement and you make the most important contacts outside of the classroom. Your background, or the name of your university, doesn't matter as long as your mind is fixed on a clear objective. It is crucial to reach for the stars. The next Melbourne International Student Conference, on the 5th and 6th of May, will explore what makes millennials tick including how to work with meaning and purpose, women in leadership, and social entrepreneurship. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash international students. An accompanying photo shows Sebastian now with fellow international
1: student advocate Sandra Bredal.
0: The Joy of Friendship It's been a few weeks since Gina Marie Richards and Evie Hunt last saw each other, so conversation is flowing thick and fast over hot chocolate in North Melbourne. Beneath the table, Gina Marie's guide dog Gypsy stretches and snoozes. It's a busy life, with yoga teaching, singing, blind ballet and surfing in the diary. Evie is keen to hear about Gina Marie's next adventure. Blind Tennis Championships in Alicante, Spain. I'm pretty good at serving. If I could hit an ace every time, I would win. Receiving is the hard part, Gina Marie said. It's a foam ball with a sound in it, and you've got three bounces to find it, so you have to listen hard. In the beginning, I wasn't very good. There are balls at Rod Laver that are still lodged on the practice courts so high up. Gina-Marie and Evie became fast friends through the City of Melbourne's friendly visiting program. It was so great, they matched us up and we really hit it off, Evie said. Evie is very creative, a fabulous cook, a beautiful mother and incredibly warm and caring, Gina-Marie said. It was lovely to become very close but respectful of each other's independent lives. The women discovered a mutual love for Nordic walking and enjoy striding around the lawns of the University of Melbourne, while Gypsy takes a break from his harness and chases a ball. It is such a sense of freedom. I always seek those moments, Gina Marie said. We catch up on news, get ideas and bounce off each other. It's brilliant. Evie and Gina Marie encourage people seeking new ways to connect to their community to try the Friendly Visiting Program. Make a list of things you like doing and see if there's a person with similar interests, Evie said. As a volunteer, you need to make the person feel comfortable and invite conversation. I would love for other people to find the joy and community that we share, as it can be lonely living on your own, Gina Marie said. The City of Melbourne can help find someone that suits you. Careful to maintain respect and boundaries from the very beginning, Evie and Gina Marie now say they talk about everything and enjoy a trusting and harmonious relationship. I always come away with a sense of value and new ideas. I feel inspired, joyful, refreshed and optimised, Evie said. I want to salute the volunteers of Australia that really drive our country. I'm so grateful, Gina-Marie said. Even Gypsy gets excited when I say we're going to see Evie. National Volunteer Week runs from the 8th to the 14th of May 2017. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash volunteering. An accompanying photo shows Evie Hunt, Gina-Marie Richards and Gypsy enjoying an outing in North Melbourne. Head Start for Tiny Tots. Big changes are underway at the Lady Huntingfield and Hotham Hub children centres in North Melbourne. With demand for services set to double over the next 20 years, Lady Huntingfield will be transformed into an integrated centre for children and families, offering childcare, kindergarten, maternal child health and immunisation, parenting support services and playgroups. Hotham Hub will also be altered and extended to accommodate children and staff from Lady Huntingfield during the rebuild, which is being delivered in partnership with the Victorian Government. Rachel DeCampo's two-year-old daughter, Macy, attends the Lady Huntingfield Centre. The staff members are lovely and welcoming. There are fun activities and Macy has a great time, Rachel said. A lot of effort is going in to make sure the new place is really good for the kids. Having childcare, a nurse and other services in one place is a good thing. I've seen that work well in other centres. Rachel said she lives in walking distance of both centres and any inconvenience caused by the changes will be worth it in the end. We have another baby on the way and I hope that he or she will go there too. For more information visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash childcare building works. An accompanying photo shows Rachel DeCampo and her daughter Macy enjoying the sunshine.
1: Harvest Heroes.
0: Trevor Smith began hatching ideas for sustainable community projects after reading a Melbourne magazine article about Laneway Worm Farms. With a lot of love and elbow grace, and support from the City of Melbourne, including a community grant, the picturesque city gardens complex in North Melbourne has since been transformed into an eco-friendly hub. Worm farms, food wall planters, beehives, clothing recycling, you name it, Trevor and his team are onto it. The City of Melbourne and the residents really got on board with the worm farms and their excitement started this whole rainbow, Trevor said. Our team is fantastic. We've got Alan and his dog Ruby. And Tony, our caretaker, they provide great support and hours of work. City Gardens has around 140 apartments and townhouses and more than 300 residents, so there are plenty of people to enjoy the fruits of their labour. The community is also becoming more connected, with residents staying longer thanks to the community atmosphere and fresh produce. 24 kilos of top-quality honey is expected at the next harvest of their four hives. Maintained by Melbourne City Rooftop Honey. The honey jars will feature artwork by an 11-year-old resident and be shared out among the City Gardens community. We've got such diverse people here. There's even a chef who probably planted these chillies, Trevor said. If our residents aren't using all the vegetables and herbs, we take the excess up to the community centre. Our next big goals are solar heating special worm farms for those of us who are keen on fishing, and mushrooms for winter. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au communitygrants. An accompanying photograph shows Tony Johnson and Trevor Smith at City Gardens. Time Passages Robert Owen, the artist behind the iconic Webb Bridge in Docklands, Has been appointed Public Art Curatorial Advisor for the transformation of Carlton's historic University Square. This integration of art into a city design project is a first for the City of Melbourne. Why is public art important? Public art can make sense of a site, bringing new and sometimes unexpected understandings. It is also a catalyst for exchange between the vision and imagination of artists and the diverse responses of viewers. Above all, public art can embed narrative into public space and offer people unique collective experiences and memories of a city. Do you take inspiration from public art around the world? At the moment, I am inspired by the Munster Sculpture Project in Germany. A summer long, city wide public art project held every 10 years since 1977. But what immediately comes to mind with regard to inspiration for Melbourne is Wolfgang Buttress's extraordinary work, Hive, in Kew Gardens, London, that speaks of the relationship between humans, plants, and insects. Would you tell us a little about your journey so far? I've had a diverse art practice here in Australia and overseas. I've always been interested in change and transformation, of art and materials, of artists and ideas. Art and public space has dramatically changed since the 1990s, and I am very interested in how art in public space can engage with notions of identity and difference. Which of your projects have you enjoyed the most? There is always something enjoyable in every new project – new insights, new meanings, and the chance to see beyond the present. I came across a quote this morning by Peter Voloban in The Hidden Life of Trees. When a seed falls from a tree, its landing site can be changed only if the wind blows or an animal moves it. Ideas and collaborations are much like this, and my Memory Pond, Web Bridge and Craggyburn Bypass projects were each significant in this respect. What is your vision for University Square? The reimagining of University Square is a unique opportunity to implement a considered and innovative art program. Time Passages will work with nine symbolic zones of inquiry memory, time, water, light, the body, diaspora, play, and the shadow. Artists will be asked to respond to one of these zones with some fantastic opportunities emerging the poetic and symbolic terms driving the project will work in tandem with a keen sense of how each piece interacts physically, conceptually and visually with its context and with our times. For more information visit melbourne.vic.gov.au
1: forward slash university square.
0: In brief, health check. As we head into winter, Now's the time to protect yourself and those around you from influenza. April to September is flu season, so it makes sense to get in early. Visit your doctor and discuss having the seasonal flu vaccination to protect yourself from this year's flu strains. More information about flu and immunisation is available online. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash influenza. Active Melbourne. The city of Melbourne promotes healthy lifestyles through a wide range of fitness programs, facilities, activities and grants. Explore local recreation centres and sporting opportunities from lacrosse to lawn bowls online. melbourne.vic.gov.au/activemelbourne School crossing safety Term 2 starts on the 18th of April. So please drive carefully around school zones and stay under 40 kilometres per hour. Plus, don't park 20 metres in front of or 10 metres behind a school crossing while the flags are displayed, unless otherwise signed. Finally, be sure to give a wave to our friendly school crossing supervisors who help 2,000 kids cross the road safely each day. melbourne.vic.gov.au Read online. Subscribe to Melbourne Magazine online to receive each edition in your inbox and keep in touch on the go. Print copies are still distributed to many local letterboxes, Melbourne Town Hall and all City of Melbourne libraries. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash magazine. Young Creatives. Artists and creative practitioners aged 18 to 25 are invited to apply for project funding through Signal's Young Creatives Lab. Submissions are welcome across all disciplines from the 10th of April to the 8th of May. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash
1: signal Your Council
0: The Right Honourable Lord Mayor Robert Doyle Portfolio Chair Major projects and major events, Aboriginal City and Transport, Interim. Phone 9658 9658. Email Lord Mayor at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood, Portfolio Chair, Finance and Governance. Phone 9658 9658. Email Aaron dot wood, that's spelled ARON dot at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Nicholas Francis Gilly, MBE Sworn in on the twenty first of march twenty seventeen. Portfolio to be determined at the time of printing. Phone nine six five eight nine zero three eight. Email Nicholas dot That's spelled. N I C O L A S dot at melbourne.vic.gov.au AU Councillor Rohan Leppert Portfolio Chair Arts Culture and Heritage Phone nine six five eight nine zero five one Email Rohan. that's spelt R O H A N dot L E D E R T. At melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Philip Lelieu, Portfolio Chair, International Engagement, phone 9658 9630. Email philip.lelieu, that's spelled P-H-I-L-I-P dot L-E-L-I-U, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Kevin Louis. Portfolio chair Prosperous City Phone nine six five eight nine one seven zero Email Kevin dot Louis that's spelt KEVIN dot LOUEY at Melbourne dot Vic dot gov. AU Councillor Kathy Oak Portfolio Chair Environment Phone nine six five eight nine zero eight six. Email Kathy dot oak that's spelt. C A T H Y dot o-k-e at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Nicholas Rees, Portfolio Chair Planning, phone nine six five eight nine seven zero four, email Nicholas.Rees, that's spelled N I C H O L A S dot R E C E at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Susan Riley, Sworn in on the 21st of March 2017. Portfolio to be determined at the time of printing. Phone 9658 9636. Email riley that's spelled s-u-s-a-n dot r-i-l-e-y at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Tessa Sullivan. Portfolio Chair, People City. Phone 9658 9056. Email tessa.sullivan, that's spelt T E W S A dot S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Jackie Watts, Portfolio Chair, Knowledge City, phone 9658 8580. Email jackie.wats, that's spelt J-A-C-K-I-E dot W. A. W. T. S. at au. Postal address for all councillors. City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria, 3001. Fax for all councillors. 03 9658 9613.
1: Council meetings.
0: April. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 4th of April, 5:30 p.m. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 18th of April, 5:30 p.m. Council, Wednesday the 26th of April, 5:30 p.m. May, Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 2nd of May, 5:30 p.m. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday the 16th of May, 5:30 p.m. Council, Tuesday the 30th of May, 5:30 p.m. All committee meetings are held in Council Meeting Room, Level 2, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. All council meetings are held in Council Chamber, Public Gallery, Level 3, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. On occasion, council meetings are rescheduled or special meetings of the committees and council are called. For upcoming council and committee meeting dates and times, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. Changes to the meeting schedule are published at melbourne.vic.gov.au and on the notice board at the front of the Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building. Lord Mayor's Commendations Tony Tenuta, Transit News Tony Tenuta and his team at Transit News have been keeping Melburnians informed for 26 years. Transit has evolved into one of the largest and most diverse news retailers in Australia, since Tony began peddling the news opposite the State Library in 1991. The store, which opened as part of the Melbourne Central Shopping Centre, has withstood the changing news market to continue catering to the news needs of Melbourne commuters. While many traditional news agencies continue to face an uncertain future due to the advent and popularity of news online, Tony concedes his business has had to evolve to stay relevant. When we started, we were a regular news agency with newspapers and magazines and Tats Lotto, Tony said. We've had to diversify now, and while we do still stock a large range of newspapers from all over the world, we also stock gifts, cards, stationery and electrical accessories. Having longevity and being successful is all about being able to adapt to customer demands. You are at the coalface, and you know what the customers want. We can source just about any item from our suppliers. The students from RMIT and Melbourne University just love the stuffed toys. You have to work hard and be open to change. If you're not prepared to evolve, you won't survive in business. Tony, who still works in the store most days, said it's the interaction with Melburnians that ensures he's still as passionate about his business today as the day it first opened. Melbourne has changed so much. Melbourne now is vibrant and busy, Tony said. When we first opened, as soon as the peak hour traffic had passed, the city stopped. Now people are out and about late at night. It's so vibrant. It's really becoming a 24-hour city. Tony's business was one of 57 recognised with a Lord Mayor's commendation in 2016. For more information visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash commendations. The businesses featured on this page are all recipients of Lord Mayor's Commendations. The commendations recognise the long-term commitment and contributions of Melbourne's small business proprietors and family-run businesses to the City of Melbourne. Lord Mayor's Commendations. Applications now open. Long-standing, small and generational businesses are invited to apply for the 2017 Lord Mayor's Commendations. Applications are open until the 19th of May.
1: Contact. City of
0: Melbourne. zero three nine six five eight nine six five eight, seven thirty a.m. am 7.30am-6pm melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash contact us. National Relay Service Teletypewriter TTY users Phone 133677 Then ask for 03 9658 9658 Speak and listen users Phone 1300 555 727 Then ask for 03 9658 9658 In person Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building 120 Swanston Street Melbourne 7:30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday Postal address City of Melbourne GPO Box 1603 Melbourne Victoria 3000 Feedback To provide feedback contact the City of Melbourne or email melbourne.vic.gov.au. Online version? Subscribe to the online version at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash melbourne mag. Audio version? To receive a copy, contact Vision Australia. Email johnrojas that's spelt joh dot ojas at visionaustralia.org, or phone 03 8378 1252. Connect. Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Twitter, Twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Interpreter Services. We cater for people of all backgrounds. Please call 03 9280 0726. Amharic 03 9280 0716. Cantonese Zero three nine two eight zero zero seven one seven Greek zero three nine two eight zero zero seven one eight Indonesian zero three nine two eight zero zero seven one nine Italian zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two zero Mandarin zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two one Somali zero three nine two eight zero zero seven double two Spanish zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two three Turkish zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two four Vietnamese zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two five all other languages zero three nine two eight zero zero seven two six. Disclaimer Information and events in this publication are current at the time of printing. Subsequent changes may occur. The City of Melbourne does not guarantee that this publication is without flaw or wholly appropriate for your purposes. It and its employees expressly disclaim any liability for any loss or damage, whether direct or consequential, suffered by any person as the result of, or arising from, reliance on any information contained in the publication. Copyright. All applicable copyrights reserved for the City of Melbourne except for any uses permitted under the Copyright Act 1968, Commonwealth, no part of this publication may be reproduced in any manner or in any medium, whether electronic or otherwise, without the express permission of the City of Melbourne. You have been listening to Melbourne, your City of Melbourne magazine, April-May 2017. This production has been made possible by the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. This audio version has been produced by Accessible Information Solutions of Vision Australia, website www.visionaustralia.org. Care has been taken in the recording of this publication, but Accessible Information Solutions of Vision Australia does not accept responsibility for the results of specific action taken on the basis of this recording, nor for any error or omission. This recording is copyright. No unauthorised copying, broadcasting or public performance is permitted. Your narrator was David Trudinik.
1: This concludes the recording.